Welcome to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Kate Moore Youssef, and I'm a wellbeing and lifestyle coach, EFT practitioner, mum to four kids, and passionate about helping more women to understand and accept their amazing ADHD brains. After speaking to many women just like me, and probably you, I know there is a need for more health and lifestyle support for women newly diagnosed with ADHD. In these conversations, you'll learn from insightful guests, hear new findings and discover powerful perspectives and lifestyle tools to enable you to live your most fulfilled, calm and purposeful life wherever you are on your ADHD journey. Here's today's episode. I'm delighted to announce that the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast is now being sponsored by TheHerbTender.com. And as we all know, modern life can feel pressurized and at any one time, our bodies are dealing with a range of stress factors that could be physical, mental, emotional, biological, or environmental, and even more so with ADHD. So these supplements have been designed with ADHD in mind due to one of the co-founders being diagnosed later on in life. And the Herb Tender offers a range of different supplements, all formulated with adaptogens and functional mushrooms to help manage the stresses of modern day living, enabling us to live a healthier, calmer and more focused life. Now, adaptogens may sound like a bit of a buzzword at the moment, but what they do is powerful. They can find equilibrium, whatever the cause of the imbalance, and they possess numerous beneficial powers from reducing stress to aiding sleep to enhancing focus and performance and immunity. So the Herb Tender supplements are expertly formulated and they are naturally effective. So these herbs have been used safely for centuries. These powerful, intelligent herbs and mushrooms normalize our internal systems, regulate physiological function and restore metabolic balance. Now, I've been taking these supplements regularly for the past few weeks and can really notice a difference, which is why I'm talking about them today on the podcast. And as you probably know, I'm a firm believer in building our resilience and empowering ourselves with new and evolving tools, which is why I love the Herb Tender supplements, because they support the body's ability to recalibrate in the face of stress. Now, I have a few favourites of mine and probably for anyone with ADHD. These ones include the Focus and Clarity supplement, which has obvious benefits for our ADHD brains taken during the day. So whenever you need to get your head down and focus, um, I would take these about an hour before and they are fantastic. And there's another one called the Calm and Collected, which is amazing. I take this at the end of the day, sort of winding down in the evening when we sort of just need to make that shift that we don't have to be productive anymore. It helps manage our anxiety and contributes to better sleep and even helps us wake up feeling calmer in the morning. So the Herb Tender are kindly offering my UK listeners a one week trial pouch of either the Calm and Collected or the Focus and Clarity. So all you have to do is pay for the shipping. So this is a great opportunity to try before you properly buy. And I do apologize that this is only at the moment for my UK listeners. So we've created a link for each product. Just head to the show notes and you will find a link to getting the Focus and Clarity and the Calm and Collected supplements for free with just the postage that needs paying. And if you are interested in learning more about the different supplements, head to the-herbtender.com. Now on to the podcast. 
Hi everyone, welcome back to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. I am Kate Moore Youssef, I'm your host. I'm here with another amazing episode. I'm very excited. Um, it is Kelly Rumpel. And Kelly is um, based in the US. She is a pharmacist, best-selling author, and functional medicine and epigenetic consultant. She is the author of Don't Tell Me to Relax, host of the Rebel White Coat Podcast, and founder of Wild Roots Wellness. And after Kelly graduated from the St. Louis College of Pharmacy, her love for natural medicine and the holistic approach grew as she was working on healing her own issues and decided to further her education and earned her health coaching and epigenetic certifications. And her holistic approach combines pharmacy and science knowledge with her love for functional medicine, epigenetics and energy healing. Oh my God, you're speaking my language. And Kelly loves helping her clients uncover the root cause of their health concerns so they can avoid unnecessary prescription medications and become the healthiest, most energetic version of themselves. Kelly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. What an amazing combination of skills, tools, certifications. Um, I was also, um, I trained in health coaching myself and I just love any notion of prevention. I love the notion of just being able to empower people so they can thrive on their own terms. And, um, you know, as we all know with ADHD, we have probably had a lifetime of not thriving and not quite feeling right. And especially the anxiety side, which I know we're going to touch on. So Kelly, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? I know that you, obviously you had your own health issues, which from obviously going from a very science background of being a pharmacist and training in pharmacy to wanting to understand the holistic approach as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, came up to my own health crisis in college. I was getting diagnosed with anxiety and depression, had terrible gut health issues, was going in for colonoscopies when I was, you know, very young in my early 20s and getting ready to graduate pharmacy school. And it just, I came to a point where I found myself on frustrated, really just very frustrated, no answers as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And I was on four different medications, all these different diagnoses, and my mental health was really going downhill quick. And not once during all these doctor visits, was I ever asked about my personal life, my stress, my diet, none of that. And it turns out, I mean, I had the worst, world's worst diet, you know how in college, uh, drinking too much, eating junk food because of a low budget. And all that was contributing, including maybe a really toxic relationship as well, a lot of stress. So I just found myself really frustrated in my own health journey and and just feeling worse and worse. I hated the medications that I was on. They made me feel worse. I didn't like the side effects. I just, I was at the pharmacy one day, (laughs) working behind the counter, and just, it hit me. I had the same people coming in every month, getting more meds every month. And they had side effects. They would complain to me about their side effects. They'd show up with more meds to, to treat those side effects. And it hit me like I was on the same path. And I was so young, too young for this. And I started just slowly digging into research about natural medicine and how to heal myself. And it was a very slow, I'll be honest, it was a slow progression of me obtaining knowledge and 
getting on the right supplements and making different lifestyle changes that eventually I was able to get off all of my medications. And I decided then that I was hooked. I wanted to help other people do this. So that's when I furthered my education beyond my, my pharmacy training into more of a functional medicine and epigenetic space. Wow. I mean, what you explain is a journey that I resonate with 100%. I mean, I really do. And and I'm thinking about myself exactly the same. Passed from pillar to post, lots of gut issues, being given medication that I didn't even know what it was doing. I was just sort of, you know, exactly the same, not my personal life wasn't being talked about. I wasn't even able to make the connection between when when the anxiety was flaring up and why it was impacting my gut and why it was impacting everything. And I, di- I didn't even know it was anxiety. Like up until probably eight years ago, I didn't know that what I was experiencing was anxiety. And that's just like mm-hmm. the crazy thing, like in this generation of not being able to understand and also not advocate for ourselves because we don't understand what's going on. Right. It doesn't always look like panic. And a lot of people think that's what anxiety has to look like is just panic attacks all the time. And a lot of times it doesn't look like that for some people. It didn't look like that for me. Mm, yeah, it is. It's like for me, the way I describe my anxiety, I never, I've only probably had one panic attack, like very, what I can describe as a panic attack. But for me, it's just a very sort of r- slow rumbling that flares up and down, but it's always sort of there. Now I'm able to manage it much better, but it was just always there teetering in the background and it was exhausting just managing that and not understanding that. So is that how you help women, men as well, I presume, when they come to you and you talk about epigenetics? Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit, I mean, if people are listening now and they're like, I've heard the phrase, but what is it exactly? Can you explain a little bit about what that is and what you do with the the findings of the epigenetics? Yeah, of course. So I do for my clients, a combination of genetic testing as well as advanced functional labs. So when we talk about genetics and epigenetics, what that really means is, of course, you can't change your genetic makeup. We're stuck with that. But the world of epigenetics says that we can change the way our genes are expressing and we can learn to support our genetic makeup through the world of epigenetics, like changing diet, lifestyle, supplementation, managing stress, optimizing sleep. These are all areas that we can support our genetic makeup and really change our genetic expression. So I like to do genetic testing because it gives me a really good understanding of this person. Are they prone to having dopamine issues? And that's why they're having ADHD. In a lot of cases, that's that's not it. And so that's why I bring on the labs to say there's other things going on here. And that the labs help me to uncover more root causes that are under the surface. Obviously, genetics play a large role for for many people, but that's never the full story. And that's one of the things that I I tend to, to preach to my audience is of course, genetics are a part, they're not everything. And so I just want to empower people to look further. And that's why I like to incorporate the functional labs, because it helps me to look further at some of the things that are underlying the surface. Okay, so you're doing genetic testing, and you're doing the functional labs. What I'd like to know, and again, this is might be too generalized, is what markers are you seeing the most prominent coming up for people with with ADHD? Because I know a lot of it anecdotally, I hear all the time, you know, chronic pain, um, CFS, thyroid issues, autoimmune issues, gut issues, anxiety. Are you seeing those in the labs? Is there anything else? Is there a thread? Absolutely. 
Yeah, so some common things that I see on labs. I'm looking for things like vitamin and mineral deficiencies. And I know that sounds, you know, pretty broad, but it matters because if you are deficient on vitamins and minerals, you are not able to produce dopamine and serotonin. That's going to directly affect your mood and your focus. However, it's, it goes beyond that, right? So I can say, of course, you're vitamin and mineral deficient. A lot, a lot of us are, but why? Is it strictly a diet issue? And most of the time it's not. A lot of times there's something under that. So malabsorption, maldigestion. Why? What's under that? Possibly candida, parasites, uh, bacterial overgrowth. So that's that's the beauty of functional labs is digging into the, the why. And beyond just vitamin and mineral deficiencies, I can see things like we talked about candida and mal protein malabsorption. That's a big one. Proteins, the building blocks of dopamine. And so that's an important marker to know as well. Also, heavy metals toxicity, heavy metal toxicity. That's another big one that's not often looked into that it's very highly correlated with, with ADHD symptoms and also omega imbalances. So fatty acid imbalances. It's another area that I look for on labs. So many different things. But the, but the beauty of it is it all works together. It's not just about the candida. It's why do we have candida? Usually heavy metals is a, a big player in that as well. Things go hand in hand. Everything is connected. So, I mean, the heavy metals, the candida, is that all a dietary response? Are we prone to it? How do we negate it? How do we turn that off so we can thrive? Great question. So it, a lot of times ADHD, we, we have a harder time with ADHD with detoxing. It's just a, a known fact that we're starting to see is that we're more prone to having detox issues and we're more prone to heavy metal buildup. And so heavy metals are, are everywhere. Unfortunately, they are in the environment, they're in the, the soil, the water, they're in products, uh, personal care products, canned goods, aluminum containing deodorant, candles even, wall plugins, dryer sheets. I mean, just toxins in general, we should be concerned about being in an environment on, on a daily basis because a lot of times we are more prone to having a lower detox capability. And I can see that with genetic testing. Mm, the awareness is so important. And I'm, I have an issue because I get easily overwhelmed with a lot of information. And so I'm listening to this and I know a lot of it. And then I think, oh my God, I have tin, like canned food in my house. But I do worry because again, with the food side, like sensory issues, I have one child that is so limited with what she eats. And it's very frustrating as a parent. It's very hard because she has all these sensory issues with what she puts in her mouth and what she likes and she just won't move from there. And so when you're a parent and you know that information, but then you feel a little bit kind of disempowered because you have a child that's refusing to do the things that you want to do, what you do in that situation? Yeah, and it is it is hard. It is overwhelming. And I feel for everybody who's going through this, with especially with a child. And so it's not about being perfect. Uh, let's just say that right off the bat. There, you, there, it's not about being perfect. We can't live in a bubble. We are going to eat processed foods. We are going to come in contact with toxins on a daily basis, but we have to support our body's ability to process this stuff. So making sure that we have enough selenium in our diet or through supplementation is a great way. Also making sure that our we have enough glutathione. That's our master antioxidant, our master detoxifier in our body. And you can get uh, additional glutathione 
by taking a supplement over the counter called NAC. So supporting our body and detoxing as well, like simple ways. I'm not talking like crazy detoxes, making sure we're sweating on a daily basis. I use a sauna for this reason, uh, making sure that we're not constipated, that we have daily bowel movements to keep our detox pathways open, drinking lots of water, eating lots of fiber, all these things help. And so of course we want to avoid toxins where we can. And of course we want to eat as clean as possible because Food additives are really a big issue. Food dyes and colors and additives and MSG, all these artificial sweeteners are really aggravating to a lot of us with ADHD, can really make our symptoms worse. And so we can't avoid everything, but we can make small, we can make small changes. We can support our body's ability to detox and just try to do the best we can. I would say as far as the food, I have seen kids make such good progress with lowering their ADHD symptoms when they do avoid things like red dyes, yellow dyes, food additives like MSG. And unfortunately, they throw this stuff in everything. And so really trying to eat a, a, a clean diet as best you can. I'll tell you one of my one of my tricks, and because I have three young kids, eight and eight and younger, and one of them does really suffer with with focus issues. And so I uh I got a note home from a teacher not that not that long ago that was basically saying we're having some focus issues in our class and with your daughter and I just you can imagine this is what I do for a living and so it crushed my soul right so I immediately I'm like okay we got to make some changes and so I'll tell you one of my simple tricks that I did for her first of all I made sure that she was getting omegas and B vitamins first thing in the morning before school and magnesium and that really helped yeah also as far as food lots of protein in the morning. We unfortunately got into the habit of just, you know, eat your bowl of cereal or have your pancake and, and, but that's like all carbs and that for her body and for her mind and her focus and her blood sugar levels, that was, you know, it was messing with her blood sugar levels and she was unable to focus. So I switched it up. I made her a really simple protein smoothie every, every morning. And within a couple weeks her teachers, like she's a different kid. I changed her supplements and I made her a, a smoothie. And this smoothie, my kids ask for it. So it's all it is, is a scoop of protein powder, a handful of fruit, a scoop of almond butter. So we've got some healthy fats in there. We've got our, our some carbs. We've got protein. I do chia seeds as another healthy fat, very high in omegas and iron. These kids need that. And a half of an avocado. And it's just a nice, it tastes amazing. And it's, it's yeah. balanced. We've got protein, fats, and carbs in there. And so that's really been helpful. Yeah, that is so helpful. I mean, for me, my v B vitamins, my omega-3, and my magnesium are like just my go-to. Um, and I notice, like, I genuinely notice if I've got to kind of like two, three o'clock in the afternoon, I've forgotten to take my supplements. I'm like, something's off, something's amiss. And I just function so much better with my, my supplements. I know I'm so highly sensitive, you know, MSG from a young age used to make me sick. Like there's no way I can have MSG, anything sweet, like that's really artificial. I just feel horrendous, you know, straight up. I've got a daughter exactly the same. So I do believe that our bodies are always telling us, like it's always there. But again, in this society, it is fast food, quick, convenient like what can we do to get the kids out of the house straight to school we're all working it's so hard and I just offer empathy to so many other people parents listening because we're not living this life where it is easy to make lots of time to 
make lots of homemade food and you've got kids who are fussy and I've got kids upstairs now who I literally make from scratch most days like food lots I'm always conscious of the protein we came home today everything was late it was raining it's dark and we have like these noodles that the kids insist on buying you know Mm -hmm. you put them in and you know in two seconds they're done in the pan they all sat there wolfing it down oh it's amazing it's amazing and if I'd made that myself I'd like made fresh soup and bread and whatever they'd all make a fuss I'm not eating that and then then, then, don't like this and I just think I can see how easy it is to rely on fast food because the kids, for me, three kids sat down and ate their noodles without, I didn't even get involved. They wanted them. And I think if I'd made the soup, it would have been a pain. And so I do insist, I keep going and I keep going, but it is, it's a, it's tough. You kind of have to keep persevering and hoping that in time, when they're a bit older, when they pass their teens, you know, I think there's also an element of it where as we mature, like we understand, you know, like you said, when you were in college, we are, we think we're indestructible. We think we are here forever and we don't think about what's going in our bodies. And we have three hours sleep. We've been drinking the night before. We get up, we have a packet of crisps, a Diet Coke and go straight. (laughs) That's what people did in their early 20s. And Uh so... I guess it's also knowing as a parent that we hope that whatever we do, we're supporting the kids, but also it's great to have the knowledge and the awareness that our parents probably didn't have when we were growing up. Cause I mean, you're probably younger than me, but I grew up in the eighties and um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I hear you. And it, it is hard. And, and when it, I'm working with parents for their kids, I just, I try to say, let's simplify. And like, like talked about with the smoothie, that's a simple switch and it is fast, but you just have to have all the ingredients in your house, which nobody get a bag of frozen fruit, get your protein powder. And that's only two ingredients that get in it. Well then fine. But I think we just have to do our best and choose one meal a day where these kids are going to get a lot of nutrition, get them on some supplements and let the rest go. I was giggling when you were talking about the noodles because my kids beg me for ramen noodles. Yes, ramen ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love ramen noodles. And I'm always like, gosh, you guys just don't understand how terrible yes. they are. You know what? You had your smoothie today. You ate all your supplements. You had a good lunch. You know what? Have the ramen noodles. Yeah. We're That's exactly the same. We do our best. And this is what is going to lead me into because this anxiety that I, it definitely gives me because the more I do this work, the more I speak to people like you, the more I help other people. I'm I'm building the awareness and the knowledge and the expertise but sometimes I think in my head I just wish ignorance was bliss because we know a lot now and then when our kids want the ramen noodles and they want the biscuits and the crisps and the chocolate and I know the impact it's going to have on at least one of my children's behavior because she like flips like a switch and I know and I can see it because the impact that food has on her behavior so when she's yeah. eaten really clean, she's eaten really well, she's had the protein, the vitamins, all of that, I can see it's been a good day. And when we've not had a good day with food, it, it really impacts the behavior. But sometimes it really does induce my anxiety a little bit because it's like I turn into a bit of a control freak. And that, again, is not good. It's not good for me. And I know that there's a lot of women out there, you know, who can really resonate with that. With They're getting very often they're getting the ADHD diagnosis after they've had their kids diagnosed. 
and the kids are being diagnosed and then they doing all the research they're realizing that this is indeed them this is you know and so they're trying to work on themselves but also working on their kids and it's very overwhelming it's all consuming and I do think it can induce more anxiety so can you tell me a little bit about the work that you do with anxiety and maybe why from a I don't know, from a clinical perspective, why we are more prone to anxiety. Yeah, it is so rare that I work with an ADHD client that doesn't also have anxiety. It's just, it's so rare. I always see the combination of the two. And when you think of it, at least from my standpoint, like a biological level, it makes sense because it's a lot of the same root causes, but also there are some genetics involved with anxiety too. And so with anxiety, we of course want to make sure that we're correcting vitamin and mineral deficiencies as well. Getting rid of any candida or parasites is very important, but then also genetics are involved. Like there's certain genes, one in particular, uh, well, there's two, I have a couple favorites, but one is called COMT. This gene, its job is to metabolize out your, your brain neurotransmitters. And so for those of us, I'm one of them that has a very slow COMT gene. This is dubbed like the worrier gene. It gives us anxiety because we are more prone to being like, overabundance of neurotransmitters. We're amped, we're anxious. And so this, this blanket diagnosis of a dopamine deficiency for ADHD doesn't always show on the test. I have a lot of people, including like myself, that we're more prone to an overabundance of neurotransmitters, which can make us very anxious. And that then in turn can make us out of focus. And so with ADHD, I, I, I want to make sure people are aware it doesn't look the same for any person ever. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why it's, it's a spectrum disorder, right? And I say that with quotes, but it doesn't look the same for anybody. And so what I see on genetics shows that there's many different underlying root causes and the labs, of, co of course, confirm that as well. So as far as anxiety, we want to get to the root cause. And that is a you know, combination of doing the labs and genetics. But then we also want to ask ourselves, you know, some hard questions, too, because a lot of times if we sit with it and we ask, why we're feeling the way we're feeling. Our body will tell us in a lot of times. And if you just have, if you're one of those people that's like, you have no idea, you're like, I'm not stressed. I don't know why I have anxiety. It just comes from nowhere. Those are the people I'm like, we need labs and we need genetics. But some other people are like, well, I'm, in, I'm in a really toxic relationship. I hate my job. My kids are all young. I'm a single or I'm a single mom. And I'm, I'm like, okay, well, that gives me anxiety just listening to it. Whether it's emotional or whether it's biochemical, we have to look at, at all of it. Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it, that you, you're looking at the full picture because, mm -hmm. like you say with the epigenetics, that if we've got the gene and our life is super stressful, then it's going to really exacerbate things. But then I've noticed yeah. um, myself and other people who have are prone to anxiety, when we change our lifestyle when we tweak our habits when we really like switch things up from a holistic perspective the anxiety is not all-encompassing it's not as debilitating it's there and we can see it and we can notice where the triggers are but it's not like this big cloud that just kind of encapsulates everything which um which I've had but also you know I wonder there's different chapters of our life like when we've got super young kids I found that a very anxious part of my life because you're in control of like lots of small kids and you're in control of like having to keep them alive yes, and safe and well. Yeah. yeah. 
And that hypervigilance that we feel as ADHDers, I think, is much more profound. Does that feed you notice that? Like the hypervigilance, is there a gene for hypervigilance? Has <laughs> that ever been noticed before? Yeah, there are definitely some genes that play a role in that as well. And there's other ones. I mean, beside the COMT that I talked about, MTHFR gene plays a role with this too. Um, and also there's a gene called the GAD genes, G-A-D, GAD genes. And they cause us to be more, be more prone to anxiety with certain glutamic acid containing foods. So some protein powders, that like soy protein powders, um, even like the MSG. I, so when you have certain genetic makeup, and this is why it's so nice to know this stuff, is because if you're eating certain foods and you notice you're brain fogged or you're anxious or you can't sleep that evening, it could be that you have a variant of this GAD gene that's not allowing you to break down these glutamic acid containing foods into GABA, which is our natural relaxant. And this is what like Xanax and Ativan and all these meds that the benzodiazepines that work on your, those work on GABA to increase GABA and keep it around longer. And so if you're not able to make your own GABA and, and break it down from these foods, you're going to be more prone to, uh, to a lot of anxiety. And so just another reason why knowing genetics can be very helpful, because it is about altering your diet in order to go along with your genetic makeup. Yeah, I mean, I hear a lot about GABA and ADHD. And I, again, because I'm not an expert in this area, do you recommend people take a GABA supplement? Like what food would you recommend? Or do you have to go and get all you, the testing done to know if where the deficiency is? Or can we kind of take a bit of a guess and boost the GABA? Yeah, so you, you can, I've had lots of people in the past, before I even offered testing, I've been doing health consulting for a long time, and but I wouldn't even offer testing when I first started. And I would have people try things like GABA, and it, it is effective for, for a lot of people if that's the cause of the anxiety. And so that's where the, why the labs are, are nice to kind of know where, where some of these deficiencies and things are. But if you were to guess, yeah, I mean, GABA is a great supplement. I mean, I don't, of course, I'm not telling anybody to go take it, you know, because I can't give you advice without knowing your situation. But yes, it's out there. You can take it over the counter and see if that helps you. Other ways to increase GABA naturally is by doing yoga is actually proven to improve your GABA levels as well. But then there's other supplements over the counter like that work on your serotonin. So by improving serotonin, like 5-HTP is one of those. You don't want to take that if you're taking antidepressants or anything else that increases serotonin because there is a chance of having too much serotonin. That's that's a risk. And so, but if you're not taking any of those uh, any of those medications, 5-HTP can boost serotonin. And when you boost serotonin, you boost melatonin too for more better sleep. So there are uh, those are just two examples, but there's a lot of different supplements we can try over the counter. During PMS, I hear this a lot, uh, saffron. Saffron is a really good supplement as well. Um, it actually out, outdid uh, antidepressants in studies. So that's also another another great one that you might want to might want to try, especially for the premenstrual time where we feel like everyone is uh, annoying and ir and we're very irritable and Absolutely. depressed and moody. That's a great one to try. So I just want to yeah. throw that out there. Also for perimenopausal symptoms as well. Yes. Okay. Perfect. What do you think of L theanine? 
L-theanine, I absolutely love. I take L-theanine every single day. I also drink green tea, which has L-theanine in it as well. That is a fantastic supplement for calm focus. And so when I, I have a lot of, like I said, ADHD and anxiety combined clients, and that is one of the best supplements for them because that calm focus is so beneficial. Oh, fantastic. I take it as well and I love it. I'm just interrupting today's episode because I want to let you know about a brand new workshop that I am planning. It's called Tapping Into Your ADHD Gold and it's happening on Tuesday the 14th of March at 12pm UK time. Now I speak to so many of you and so many of you tell me that you feel like there's unfulfilled potential, that if you'd known about your ADHD you would have done things differently. And now with this new diagnosis, we see life and our desires through a new lens. I want to help you tap into that goal that has always, always been there. And sometimes with ADHD, we don't know how to get out of our heads. We do often come to a point of self-sabotage. And I really want in this workshop to help guide you through those limiting beliefs, those old stories that have been holding you back, the knowledge that you didn't know that was there and help you come out of that stuck loop into those amazing desires, incredible ideas that you have and get them into action. Now, this can be about your career. This can be about your lifestyle. It can be about anything that you want to start living to that full potential. So if you are interested, this is a new way of working with me. This is a two hour workshop, by the way. So we will have a break in between, but this is going to be quite deep, powerful work. We're going to be going into the old beliefs, the old stuff, and we're going to clear and we're going to release. We're going to use some EFT. We're going to really get into the nooks and crannies of what you believe has been holding you back. And then we're going to start using some really powerful visualizations, manifesting desires, talking about the things that we want and really coming up with an action plan, practical steps and ideas. So this can be anything with regards to a business, anything entrepreneurial, but it can also just be about changing your life. Now you understand your ADHD brain better. And included in this prize, I'm offering an accountability live group session with me the week after. So this is going to be another hour with me really going into the practical steps. Maybe you've got some questions. Maybe you want to bounce some ideas off with the other group members and really get you over that line. So it's called Tapping Into Your Gold. It's on the 14th of March. It's 12 till 2. And then the week later, it's just going to be an hour. So that's three hours with me. Go onto my website, adhdwomenswellbeing.co.uk or head to the show notes and all the details are there. I mean, so if if someone's listening right now and they are on a budget and they, they really want to help themselves with some supplements, do you have like a top five supplements if they need to go into their local health food store and say, I'm going to try this? You know, they're experiencing anxiety, they're experiencing sleep issues, focus issues, you know, the typical ADHD symptoms they don't want to take medication or they've tried medication and they are wanting to boost it more holistically. What, what would you say sort of supplement wise is a good place to start? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So always a great multivitamin and with that has selenium in it is, is a great option, but 
Also, B vitamins are very a good B complex. I see a lot of deficiencies in the B vitamins, and that directly affects mood, focus, and energy and metabolism. So B vitamins, omega-3s. I like omega-3s with DHA and EPA. I can see with genetics that a lot of people require um, EPA and DHA. They don't break down plant-based omegas as well. So omega-3 magnesium this one's huge so many deficiencies in the area of magnesium and i specifically like magnesium glycinate that one crosses the blood brain barrier that's the the formulation of magnesium that i prefer and vitamin d those are kind of the baseline ones that pretty much every i'm not i shouldn't say everyone but those are the baseline ones that i recommend if someone wants to just get started on some good supplements that's so helpful thank you and with the vitamin d or the vitamin d if, even if you live in a sunny climate, you still need it? Or would you say everybody needs vitamin D? Yeah, so you'd be surprised. I With genetic testing, I can see some people do not convert vitamin D very well from sunlight. So I can't say everybody, but man, I, I most people could use some additional vitamin D. I myself take 5,000 international units every single day. Okay. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's so empowering to know that we have got options and I know, you know, we were just talking before we started and you are obviously a pharmacist. So, you know, medication like the back of your hand and you understand the benefits and you, you really do kind of see how life-changing medication could be, especially, you know, if it's depression, anxiety, ADHD. I know that there's a lot of people who really find their medication very beneficial but there's some people again when we've got very sort of sensitive makeups we try the medication it does help to a degree but the um the cons outweigh the benefits you know how we feel whether it's the headaches whether it's the lack of appetite you know how we feel when we have that dip and some people just go you know what it's just not worth it what kind of work do you do? That, and actually, just before I, <laughs> you answer, can you see on the genetics what medication can help people, like non-stimulant stimulant? Because that, for me, would be groundbreaking. Yeah. So there is a section in the genetics that I look at, in particular for my ADHD clients that, that come to me that say, like, you know, I'm, I tried stimulants, but they make me very aggressive and they make me irritable. A lot of times they will have that COMT gene that I was talking about. A lot of times they will have the slow COMT where, I mean, they already have an overabundance potentially of neurotransmitters. And then you throw a stimulant on top of that and bam, they're even more aggressive. They're more irritable. They're more anxious. And so, yes, I can see with genetics, like you might be better off getting a, more of a central nervous system sedating medication, a calming medication versus a stimulant. Some people do better on calming meds. Like what? What would you recommend? What's a calming med compared to a, a stimulant? Well, there's over, I mean, I was talking kind of prescription. Guanfacine is a, a very common calming medication that people will try that if they've tried stimulants and it doesn't work for them, they'll go the other route and try a, a calming med like guanfacine. Okay, fantastic. So, I mean, it's absolutely fascinating, all of this. And I can only imagine that people are listening are going, right, how can I do this? Like, I'm not based in the States. Like, how does it work with the, the testing and what you do? Do you only work with people based in, you know, in America? Or do you work globally? Mm -hmm. 
explain. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> depends on, on where you're at. And so definitely, if you're interested, reach out to me because uh, genetics is no problem. I can send you a genetics kit wherever you're at. With labs, it gets a little bit trickier because I do have to have frozen urine come back to the lab. And so, the you know, as long as we can get your urine to stay frozen, um, with transit back to the States. But a lot of times I can get a collaborating lab in your area. So reach out to me, depends on where you're at. And I, I can let you know if we can get the labs to you or not. Fantastic. And what about the anxiety work that you do? I know you've got some, um, is it a program or tell me a little bit about what you do to help people? Yeah. So my program is it's called Elevate. And the person that works for me, like I said, is, is wanting to get to underlying root cause of what's contributing to their ADHD and their anxiety. And so we do the combination of genetics and we do labs. And I also have a health consultant or a health coach, a holistic health coach that specializes in ADHD on board too. And so it's, her name's Mackenzie. And so it's Mackenzie and I work together. And so I really am the lab, the genetic portion of it. And she's the support. So I realize, like you were talking about earlier, but the overwhelm of all this. It is a lot of information. It's It can be overwhelming when someone says, okay, here's your results and we're going to change this and we're going to do this. And we're gonna, it's like, oh my gosh, where do I start? And so that's why I now have a health coach to help you implement and integrate these suggestions and these lifestyle changes into your life in a way that is simplified. And so you work with me, you work with a, a health coach and we actually we do uh, weekly calls for our clients as well. So my clients have access to me and my health coach, Mackenzie, for an entire 12 months because we realize that a lot can happen in a year and healing is it's a journey, right? It's never really over. And I want to make sure that my clients are supported. And so it's a 12 month thing with us for lots of support, lots of testing and uh, lots of improvement. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so valuable. And like you say, you know, the, the healing, especially when you've lived a, a life a lifetime of not knowing, um, especially a lot of the women who are listening to this podcast are only finding out sort of later on in life. And so there's the process emotionally of healing, emotionally understanding, reflecting and processing. And then, like you say, you know, that the physical side, we want to feel better. We want to have more energy. Um, so I think what you're doing is really powerful. And I just really want to thank you for your time and your knowledge is there anything that you might be able to share? Do you have any handouts, any downloads, anything that, you know, I can direct people to from the show notes so they can, you know, gain anything else from you? Oh, I have a, a couple things I can offer your listeners. So one would be to take the ADHD quiz that I have available. It is not a diagnostic tool. It's what's making your ADHD symptoms worse. And so you can, all the things that I talked about today, I know it's very overwhelming, but to take a quiz and say, okay, this might be an area of focus. Like say it's vitamin and mineral deficiencies based off the answers that you gave me. Now you have an, an area of focus. And so it can be a, le a little less overwhelming and it gives you kind of a, a start off point. And so I would love to have your listeners take that quiz. But then also I have just, if you're wanting to dig in further, I have a masterclass of focus, mood and energy masterclass where I give out I mean, all the knowledge. And I would love to offer that to your listeners for free. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Kelly. Honestly, that that's fantastic. You just send me whatever it is and I'll, I'll make sure it's all on the show notes. Really yes. appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Kelly. And I'll speak You're to you welcome. very soon. All right. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you found what you were looking for in this conversation and it's helped guide you towards some further self-healing, self-exploration, and most importantly, self-acceptance. And if you have enjoyed this conversation and would like to experience more of my work, such as access to exclusive live workshops and opportunities for group coaching sessions, connecting with other like-minded women, and a general feeling of belonging, please come and check out my monthly membership, the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Collective. I've made it as affordable as possible, and I offer you lots of resources and opportunities for connection and support from other women all around the world being diagnosed with ADHD later on in life. I'd absolutely love to see you there. All the details are in this episode's show notes or on my website, ADHDwomenswellbeing.co.uk. See you in the next episode.